when I have like a, a goal or a dream in my mind, I want it to happen tomorrow. Like I'm like, who do I need to get on the phone to make this happen right now? <laughs> and I think sometimes just being like patient and, and trusting the process and trusting the timing of things because you don't want something to happen at the wrong time. Are you ready? You got this, girl. Love Girls, the podcast is all about storytelling and empowerment. Our mission is to share a space for women and girls to talk about the stuff that matters to them most. Love speaks to the support we give each other as we search for our own path to success. L, we can lead the way. O, overcome barriers. V, value each other. E, and empower each other. That's love. Because every girl has a story. And our stories matter. Hey guys, my name is Delasia Dixon. I'm 14 years old and I'm an online student at Central High School. Hey guys, I'm Anna Hollenbeck. I'm 17 years old and I go to Moline High School. Hi, I'm Brianna and I go to Rivermont Collegiate and I'm 14 years old. I'm Mariah Martinez, a longtime volunteer of Love Girls Magazine and I am 20 years old. And we are here to introduce Juno. Juno is a musical artist and guitarist who has performed alongside artists such as Camila Cabello, Bruno Mars, Machine Gun Kelly, and Lizzo. She recently released a new music video titled Nobody Cares. Juno has teamed up with Keith Urban and Yamaha for an innovative guitar education app that is teaching and inspiring people to learn the craft. She shares her inspirational story coming up in the music industry through hard work, perseverance, and how she's giving back to young artists. Please welcome Juno. Yay! What's up? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So we're gonna do some icebreakers just to add a little spice. Okay. So the first question is your favorite musical artist at the moment. Oh. At the moment? Yes. Oh. Tupac. Tupac? Forever. <laughs> it don't change. I love Tupac. I don't know. I really like, I can't choose because I listen to so much. But I just started getting into a band called Greta Van Fleet. I don't mm. know if anybody knows what that yeah, is. Right. It's kind of like Led Zeppelin a little bit. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I'm starting to get into them recently. Well, I would say my favorite artist would have to be like Rod Wave. I really love Rod Wave. Oh, for real? Yeah. 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 He's a he's a very talented. Like his Super his music. He's definitely my favorite. I really like Doja Cat. Oh, and yeah. she's so funny. I don't know if you guys know her. Joji, but oh, I love yeah. his music very much. If you could master any talent, what would it be? Oh my like dance, singing. Yeah. For me, I think dance, cause I admire it so much. <laughs> like when people are dancing, it's like, it's so cool to me. And I wish I could do that too. That's how I feel about painting. Like it looks yeah. like anybody can do it, but every time mm -hmm. I'm at the easel, I'm like, All right. I whip something up and I'm like, why did it look like anyone? <laughs> like, you know? So I love painting, but I wish I could. I feel my like sister paints. I feel like, I don't know if math is a talent. <laughs> I feel like I could just master it so I don't have to keep failing my math classes. I mean, I don't fail them, but just like, I would be better at math, if anything. That I don't know. sucks. We'll never have to use it. Count that money, what you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you gonna be an entrepreneur, you better know that math. You need to know them contracts. Wait a minute. Like a squared plus B squared equals C squared. I'll never have to apply that anywhere, never. Probably like playing the piano. If I could like play the piano, oh. that would be so. I would feel so cool. If I could just go in there and just 
bust out any music? That would be so fun. I think I would master the art of not getting so sidetracked with everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, personally, for me as a college student, especially, I'm like, oh, I have a month to write this mm. whole thesis. I'm good. And a week before, I'm like, why did I wait this long? <laughs> especially because I work full time too. So I just never have the free time to actually sit down. But if I just really got down, like, okay, you're going to do an hour today, mm-hmm. an hour next week. I probably would be a lot better I and know, less stress-free. <laughs> wow. So the last <clears throat> icebreaker we have is, what is one thing you admire about yourself and one thing you really want to improve? Hmm. One thing I admire about myself is how I how easily I can speak up for people. Mm. Like how I'm easily an activist, I think. Mm with speaking up about topics that I believe in and standing up for other people that need it. So I think that's what I admire about myself the most. One thing I would improve is probably kind of like what Mariah said, just stop procrastinating a lot. Cause I do that, like sometimes I'll get up and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go clean the house and then I don't even do it. So I think just stop procrastinating so much. But other than that, I don't really think anything else. Um, For me, I think I admire that I'm very accepting of people and open to trying new things. And one thing I want to improve, um, courage, like free to like speak up for myself oh my and other people <laughs> because like I'm scared of confrontation and things like that. So I need to be more brave. So yeah. I think that I, one of the things that I admire about myself is that I'm like not a very judgmental person. Like anybody can tell me anything and I'm pretty good at like giving advice without judging people. Like a lot of my friends can come to me with their problems and I'm not judgmental. And probably like having, dealing with like anxiety, not being so stressed out and not letting things like get to me. Cause I realized that it's like problems, I, I don't have to make it as big as it is. I have a lot of things I can just let go instead of having to stress over it and think about it a lot. Yeah. Um, one thing I really like about myself is that I am very resilient. You can knock me down a million times, I will get back up, even if it's just like limping, barely there. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm always gonna come back and try again. And I think during what I would like to improve is being more patient with the process. I feel like when I have like a goal or a dream in my mind, I want it to happen tomorrow. Like, I'm like, who do I need to get on the phone to make this happen right now? And I think sometimes just being like patient and and trusting the process and trusting the timing of things, because you don't want something to happen at the wrong time. So that's something that I would So to kind of start off with our questions, what was your childhood like? And did you grow up in a musical family or did you use music as an escape for anything? Just stuff like that. Yeah, so I grew up on the south side of Chicago and I have two brothers and three sisters. And I grew up, my sisters are much older. So I grew up in the house with two brothers. So I was like a sandwich between two boys. So I was like, you know how it is, man. Like I had to do all the chores. They, oh, they act like yeah. my brother would like do the dishes, but they weren't done right. So I would have to like go behind so him. So like very early, I think because I was the only girl in my house, I felt like I had a lot of like responsibilities that I took very seriously. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like 
chores, like I felt like I was like contributing to my family. So like, I felt like I was really responsible really early on and I was not from a musical family necessarily. Um, we were more like outside kids. Like we was playing like, don't do this, but ding dong ditch. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Double dutch. And like, we were always outside. And I think that um, that's something that even now, like I love to be outside and, and listening to music was a big part of my childhood. Yeah. Um, we were, I grew up in the era of like boy bands and, oh. and like RB and like, yeah. you know, so like Backstreet Boys and Boys to Men and Sync and all those you know, cool boy bands and, um, and then like Brandy and Monica. There were yeah. so many cool like female artists. Aaliyah, like Aaliyah passed when I was in high school. Oh, so oh, wow. her music was just like everywhere. And I think that I re I always connected to the lyrics, even like Indie or Lauren Hill. They would say something and I'm like, man, I feel that same way. And I think that's what made me connect so much with music. And like, sometimes I would be going through something and I didn't really have anybody to talk to about it. I didn't know how to express what I was feeling. But when I would listen to certain songs, it would make me feel like the per that person understood or like somebody out there understands how I'm feeling. So for me, like music has always been just like a way to connect to people that I don't even know. It's like a comfort for yeah. you. Yeah. Like, okay, or, somebody else is feeling this too. Like, I'm not crazy. Not the only one yeah. going through this. Kind of or like a conversation kind of. Yeah. Like, with just well, yourself or like the song. Definitely. I think too, another thing I love is how it, it brings people together. Like you ever notice how something could be dry and like music could come on and it just light, yeah. just lightens the whole thing yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? Or you play a song for somebody and it makes them feel better or, you know, so that my childhood, even though I wasn't playing music, I really got to see the impact of music on a whole generation because I was I was paying attention to how the whole hood changed when Tupac said this one line. Yeah. Now everybody wearing their pants like this. Big, 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 <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now like who, who are some artists now who y'all feel are like crazy influ influential? Like if they said something, everybody would. I don't, know. I don't know if you've seen like this whole beef thing that's been going on the internet, but it's like with like little Dirk and like NBA Youngboy, and like, oh, people are acting like mm. so crazy over it. I and think, I feel like yeah. a lot of people are like following that. Mm. Like people are like trying to Beefing like, stuff yeah, like, like it's like crazy. I think just a lot of the mainstream rappers now, because like everybody has their own. Like it just depends, because a lot of them are in gangs, and if you don't like this one, then yeah. you don't like you can't mess with somebody else. But it's just like. It's crazy. It's very strange too because like I feel like music is such a positive thing. Yeah. And like No, it's I'm, like violent. Yeah. yeah. I'd be scared to sing some songs. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know which side this song on, but can I sing this? You know, because <laughs> you, you wanna be careful. But yeah, it's like it's always gonna be negativity, whether it's in the music or wherever, but it's like it's up to us to to push and keep things positive and not follow those things. And so yeah. I try and I try and be inspired and be influenced, but I try and do my own thing and really do yeah. what feels right for me. And I know like with music and like my dad's generation is like so much different than like my generation. Like when I listen to like his rappers that yeah. were like his favorite and like my favorite rappers from his generation, mm -hmm. it's just like the whole message of what they say is just so, yeah, it's just so different, but that's just. So you all can feel that. You all feel the difference in the message. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that you all felt A lot of it, a lot of like the rap songs are just like any song from like the older, not older, but like from back then, it was talking about like getting people together more mm. and just like not all the stuff now that it's talking about with like it's 
violence and yeah. it's like guns and drugs and yeah. killing people it's and just, like just a whole bunch of all the like big stuff talking about sex and it's yeah. just like it's it's it, almost like hard to find like good, good, yeah good, wholesome music you know i was a guitarist for years touring and stuff for other artists and i think that's one of the reasons i wanted to be an artist i felt like being behind the guitar i didn't i could i only had one voice and it was the guitar yeah I was like seeing stuff that I wanted to address or that I wanted to say, but I couldn't. And so I wanted to make the music that I wish existed in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of just sitting around being like, man, I wish it was more good music. I wish it was more positive music. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to make it. I need to get in there and make a song. And when when that pressure is on you and you have a choice, I be in the studio all the time and it's a catchy beat. And I'm like, I could talk about this because it's popular. And a lot of people will probably engage that. But that's not what I want to put into the world. That's not who I am, and that's not what I want to stand for. And I don't want to represent that. I don't want. I don't want a young kid to do that because I said it. So I got to change mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And like, yeah. just like y'all are observing, you notice how everything you say it, it, it creates the world we live in. You know. So like, where was your passion for music like first born? Well, I would say I always grew up like participating in like church activities, like church plays and the choir. Mm-hmm. I was never like the star, like did nobody pick me to do the solo and like that. <laughs> but um, I was like just around it. But when I became like in love with music was actually after college, and I was working at a drug rehab facility for teenagers, and I had a 15 year old heroin addict who was my client. And he was obsessed with the guitar. Like, that's all he wanted to do. You know how everybody be on their phones now? That's how he was with his guitar. Well, he couldn't have his guitar because he wasn't following the rules of the program. So they took it from him. And I advocated saying, look, if that's the only thing he loves, let's see what happens if we let him have it. He taught me how to play. You know, I was trying to reach him. And he taught me how to play a couple chords. And when I tell you something went through my whole body i ain't never felt nothing like that i don't know if y'all ever experienced that where you're trying something new and you like whoa what's this yeah. so usually i do that with like candy or ice cream but this was like <laughs> the guitar. i was like our new food but um so when when he shared his passion with me and i didn't have an agenda like i wasn't trying to learn how to play the guitar i was just genuinely trying to connect with him i found my passion you know wow. and it was crazy because most people, you know, grow up with their whole life wanting to be an artist, wanting to be a musician. And that wasn't really my story. I enjoy music, but I didn't start playing music until after college. And I literally became obsessed. I would start practicing like 16 hours a day, like literally. And so after that, um, that led me to posting YouTube videos. And that's how I got the call to do the tours. Because even when you love to do something, you still have to put it out there. I love to play guitar. Nobody knew that until I posted videos playing Mm -hmm. guitar. And so that was a huge game changer to me. For so long, I was, like, in my room by myself, like, just jamming. But I had to put it out. And that's when things changed for me, when I was brave enough to do that. How did you learn how to play the guitar? Still learning. And what what was the hardest part about it? I think the physicality of the guitar is difficult. Like, if you go up to a piano and you just push the keys, it's like, cool. But guitar, <laughs> you got to, like, have your finger perfectly in the right spot. And remember earlier when I was saying the pro- I want to work on being more patient with processes, I think that the guitar helps me with that. Because literally, it could be Monday, and I have a goal. And Monday, I can't do it at all. I go with my guitar, and I'm like, it's too fast. I can't play it. I can't play that fast. 
So I'll slow it down, practice, practice it by Wednesday. I'm like, what's next? <laughs> I'm going to another. And it's not even fast to me no more because I've been playing it so much. Like you so, get used to it. Yeah, you get used to it. And so I would say that even though it's it's uncomfortable physically, like literally it's physically uncomfortable, the more you put yourself in uncomfortable positions, uncomfortable becomes normal. Mm-hmm. It's not uncomfortable. This is the standard. This is how fast you need to be able to play. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I just started to embrace that, embrace that grind of, like, this feels impossible, but maybe in a couple of days, you know, I'll be able to do it. And I think I became just, like, really hungry for that feeling of accomplishing anything. Like, y'all ever feel like some days you're like, man, I ain't getting nothing done or I ain't do nothing or I wish I yeah. did something. And for yeah. me, when I practice, every day I feel like I did something. Yeah, you know something new every day. Right. Practice a new skill. Practice a new skill, something. And I feel that, like, when you said that you, like, when you had a really hard, like, or fast part in your music or anything, mm-hmm. I kind of feel that because I'm a dancer. Mm-hmm. And when we learn new dances and it's, like, really, really fast or it's really hard, I'm like, okay. Yeah. If I just slow it down a little bit and I ask for help and mm-hmm. we just, like, go through it step by step, it'll get a lot easier. And once I start to get it slower, then I start to speed it up. And then it gets to a point where I'm used to it and I can do it easily. Mm-hmm. So I get what you were talking about with that. And probably being frustrated, like when you have to practice a skill for so long and, yeah. you, and then you, can, you can't get it down, that's probably like hard to have that motivation to keep on doing it. Yeah, yeah. So you don't but even want to do, do it. How do you like, when something is just so hard, like mm-hmm. what do you tell yourself to keep going? Yeah, I tell myself that I, I think about my goal, right? I don't know if you guys read the Will Smith book. Everybody talk about this Will Smith book. He, but in the book, he talks about building this wall. And he just laid one brick at a time. His father, like, had him and his brother build this wall. Oh, really? And they just built. It was for, like, no reason. <laughs> and they just built one brick at a time. They put, And he was like, all you got to do is put the, lay the perfect brick and lay the perfect cement. And whether it's dancing or art or math or whatever you're doing, just like you saying, I like breaking down that process because really – in 2022, we have no excuse not to be able to find support. I don't care if I want to be a juggler. I'm going to find the best juggling coach right now <laughs> on, on YouTube. I'm going to like, comment, share, and subscribe to him. You know <laughs> because you, everyone is teaching so many skills for free now. So, like, yeah. I just tell myself to keep going. And I, too, even though I'm a professional, I come across material that I'm not sure exactly how to do that or I don't know how I should do that. And I look it up. Whatever I don't know how to do, I break it up and look it up. So, you know. Do you play any other instruments? I do. <laughs> I play, so I started on piano and it was just, again, it was just the church thing. Y'all know how I be, Pastor, throw you in there. You like. <laughs> and um, I, I play a little bit of drums too. I actually uh, did a tour on drums, which is a funny story because I did not play the drums and they were looking for a drummer. So, they were like, do you play drums? So and I was like, like story. sure, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So I like went up, literally went up to Guitar Center, just kind of practiced for a little bit, you know, did the tour. It was a, just a little thing. But, I, you know, my point is that when you say yes to things, I think I'm sometimes afraid when someone presents something to me and I kind of feel like not fully confident that like maybe I'm not the best person for that or maybe somebody else can do it better or whatever, all those doubts you have, but it's like, if I say yes, I'm going to be forced to prepare and do this. And so I just say yes. Anything. So if you need a juggler, I might say yes, but I really can't <laughs> juggle. 
Do any of you guys play an instrument? Um, no. I used to play the clarinet for a good three years, and Woo! then I stopped. But other than that, no. I do not play any musical instrument that is not my cup of tea. I yeah. played the flute since I was in sixth grade, but that's the only oh, instrument. You still play? I do still play. Really? Doing pageants, um, that's my talent. Oh, and yeah. so I had to dust it off um, when I got out of high school because I was not the best right. um, instrument student ever. I like skip band all the time. Don't do that. But like, <laughs> you know, like I just was not attentive. Yeah. And um, now that I'm in college and I'm paying for lessons, I'm like, when it was free, <laughs> why didn't I care about flute? But now that I'm paying for it, right. I'm all into it. But it's really cool to see your passion. And my brother is such an instrument person too. Mm. He plays the drums and the guitar and yeah. it's really cool. You guys have the same passion and yeah. energy. Machine and Kelly, lucky. Um, yeah, is there is. is there anyone else that you have met or like played for? Tell me, all of them. Yes, let's see. I just did the C. I just played the CMT award. So I did. I played with Lady and Abello. I don't know if you guys Ooh. know their band. And yeah. uh, let's see, who else have I played with? Common, Indiari, Erica Badu. <gasps> oh my! God. I think that was like a big deal for me because like I grew up listening to them. So that was just like yeah. that dream was really true. a dream come true for real, for real. Like playing with Indiari because. I played with her at the BET Awards, and I used literally I used to teach her songs on YouTube. There's, I went back on my page, and the video was still there, and like I had these little baby dreads, and I was like, hey, we're gonna break into this thing. And like I was, I was like little babies, you know, like teaching, you know, teaching the song, and like to be standing next to Indiari playing these songs that I taught on YouTube years ago. I mean, it was just insane. And again, just like the manifestation of like, how did that happen? It wasn't one big thing I did. It was all the little things I did every day for the last 10 years. Like, you know what I'm saying? And when you think about that, it really like adds up. And I have to remind myself of that because some days I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like working hard, but I got to remember like, I'm just dropping one drop in a, in a bigger bucket, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So. And how did you actually like get to the status where you were like hired to play for celebrities? That's a great question. I would say a lot of practice uh, just in my room and then posting videos on YouTube. I never auditioned to go on tour. I never asked to go on tour. I never even knew that that was a thing. <laughs> like when you do what you love and you do it with passion and integrity and you put it out there, I promise you, people will find you. I'm serious, like it's crazy. All of a sudden, you people come out the woodworks, and you're like, "Oh, you do that too? You do music? I don't know. You do you do merch? You do cover art? I've had artists come out who draw, you know, cover arts, and I love collaborating with other people because no matter what you do, it's always a way you can collaborate and, and elevate it. You know, so. Yeah. Um, what would you say is like the hardest part of your job? Because I think, like, working in the music industry, mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people speak up about it, but yeah. sometimes you just don't really know. Yeah, I think if, if just to be real, 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 to the real, real with you all, as a, as a female in this business, 
you have to be clear on what your mission is. Yeah. Because if you're not, people will literally just use you for whatever. We need a girl to do this. We need someone to do that. And it's just like, for me, I think the hardest part in the beginning was being bold enough to say no to the things that I didn't feel were a good fit for me. Yeah. Because I think in the industry, a lot of people, you want to be popular. Of course, you want to get the popular gigs. You want to play and, and do things that are going to get you seen and stuff like that. But when, when you have to compromise who you are, if somebody's literally like, if you sleep with me, you'll get you'll get to be on this album. Uh, I'm like, uh, good luck with the album. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because you, I just, you know, so for me, I think, I think that's something that was difficult in the beginning. And I think once I was very clear on what, what my standard was and like what I'm here to do, anything that comes across my table, whether it's Love Girls or the Grammys, if it's not in line with my mission, I'm not going to do it. And that was hard. That was hard to be brave enough to say no to even some, some of my heroes, even people I really respected, and say, you know what? I'm going to have to support you from afar because that's, that's just not a good fit for me, but good luck. I hope you find, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And be okay with that. Like, you know, sometimes your friends moving away, you ain't really, it ain't really your thing, but you still go with it anyway. Yeah. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I not think. to sell yourself yeah, for something gonna, that you're, you know what I mean? It's but trust not, me, there are thousands of opportunities to sell yourself every day, all the time, in many ways. And you just got to keep, once you're clear, you keep, you know, that focus, it gets easier. Um, traveling all over the world was was a little bit diff- difficult to adjust to. I grew up in Chicago, and then all of a sudden, every other day, I was in a new country: Japan, London, oh my gosh, Ireland, crazy. Brazil. You know, just being here and being there. Time zones Jones changing, languages changing. Yeah, and I really got to like see the world, look in the eyes of people that didn't even speak my language, and see myself. Like that was like. That was very interesting. Do you yeah. have a favorite place you've been? Yes, London. London. Love London. I want to go there so bad. Barcelona. Um, Paris is so beautiful. What? The Eiffel Tower lights up at night. I didn't know this. I've seen pictures of it, but <laughs> yeah. it wasn't until like, because I had French class and she was showing us pictures of the Eiffel Tower and it was at night and I was like, wait, it lights up? I know. She's That's like, what yeah. I don't lights up. And I'm like, why didn't nobody tell me this? <laughs> released a song called Nobody Cares back in January. What was the inspiration for it? So I, after the 24 Karat Magic Tour with Bruno Mars, I moved to LA. And boy, when I tell you, if you don't have a plan, watch out. Because <laughs> it can get rough, you know, moving to a new city and not knowing people, not having a plan, not having, you know, anything, just kind of jumping in. And I think I got kind of some hard life lessons about realizing that when you have something in your head you're trying to make happen, nobody else is going to care about that more than you. So if you have something you want to make happen, you have to be the person to make that happen, even if you have support. But you got to make that happen. You got to be working harder than everybody else. When the rent is due, it's your responsibility you know, to, to pay that. And so I think that, um, you know, Sally Mae's taking money from my bank. I went college, paying college loans. That's a real thing. You know, the landlord's knocking on my door. All these things that I was experiencing, 
it really kind of gave me a reality check about what my life would be be like if I didn't get up and do something different. Because I kind of felt like I was like waiting for somebody else to like come and be like, would you like to be an artist and be successful and tour? And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> but no one was doing that. So I was just like, I guess I'm going to have to do it myself. And that's really what nobody cares means. It's like nobody else cares. You need to care about yourself. So what do you think it takes for someone to be successful in your career field? Number one is talent and a craft. I'm going to say that one more time. Talent, a craft. So many people just want to get into the music business just to be famous or just to have clout. The music business is supposed to be a business for music. So I think if you love music and you want to get into the business, if you spend time working on your craft, if you want to be a singer, spend time working on your craft because one day when they come looking for singers, you're going to have one shot to to get into that slot, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so I would say that would be my advice is to work on the craft, more so trying to work on promoting yourself or getting, you know, followers or whatever. You can spend so much time on that, but you won't be able to sustain a career in the music business if you don't actually have a talent because there will always be somebody else coming out better than you, a new, a new artist, a new guitar player, a new whatever. And if you don't add any value to the market, then you you just won't you won't have a sustainable career. So like work on your craft, practice, collaborate with other musicians. If you I ain't never seen a chef just hang out in a barbershop all day long. The chef is in the kitchen. Okay? If you want to be a musician, you got to practice. If you want to be a dancer, get into go go to a dance studio. Whatever you want to do, you got to practice it so much that it becomes second nature for you. Because I promise you, if you put that out into the world, that energy out there like this is what I want to do, you're going to draw people to you that are doing that as well. And they are looking for you just like you are looking for them. Wow. So for you personally, what are your like ultimate dreams as an artist? My ultimate dream as an artist is to share. I have so much music in my heart and in my head. And I'm constantly, if it takes my whole life, I want to share it with, with the most pure genuine intentions possible i think it's real easy in music to get caught up in like so many different things but my goal is to hopefully put out music that makes people think different challenges people i want people to go back to the community go back to coming together again and if i can put messages in my music and look up in 20 30 40 50 years your little old juno with, with my guitar, you know, still had a guitar. <laughs> they take it from me bring it to me baby. <laughs> um but i'm going to um i want to look up and see that the world actually is different we all talk about like i want to change the world but what does that mean to me that means today i saw nobody wearing pink and I wore pink, and now the next day, 10 more people are wearing pink. That's a small example. But whether it's, I want to see more women playing guitars. I want to see more young people being kind and compassionate and considerate of the older generation who raised us. I want to see that change in our culture. You know, so there, there's changes that I want to see, and that's, that's my goal, that I got to change myself so I am that the change I want to see. And I think as I live that, I pray that other people will follow that because I'm following the light. I don't need nobody to follow me. I want I want us to follow the light, which is like, how can, how can we all make this like the dopest experience for all of us on this earth? 
where everybody has what they need. Everybody can be creative, express themselves, have fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we do that? How do we get back to that? And so, like, that's my goal. And to me, that's a that's a never. As long as as long as I'm breathing, I'm going to be constantly working towards that. message for anyone who wants to turn their passion into a career but they fear it will be an unstable one yes it will be unstable so expect that I think that's pretty clear at this point that like anybody successful that you ever heard about or read about had to take a chance and it didn't and happen the first and they didn't try. do it by themselves they, they always didn't do it by themselves and they had to um you know kind of take a risk do things that weren't really accepted at their time, do things that weren't popular. You think about Rosa Parks when she sat down. Why, why was that so famous? Well, because so many people were not doing that. So many people yeah. were just complying and going along with, with whatever. So, like, you know, being bold enough to, like, jump out there, jump out there, do what you love. And I would say one, one little piece of advice that, that has worked really well for me I never tell people what I'm about to finna, about to finna do. I never do that. If I'm about to do something, you would never know. I could be out literally tomorrow at the White House, about to do an interview with Michelle Obama and, and, and Sasha Malia. And I don't, I don't go around like, hey, girl, tomorrow I'm about to go to the White House and do this thing. Or, you know, talk about what I'm about to do. Put all your energy in what you're trying to do and don't talk about it. Let it speak for itself. Don't talk about it till it's over. I think so many people put so much energy into trying to get people to know what they're doing instead of just doing it with excellence. Everybody gonna know what you're doing if you do that. Yeah, so that's I'm my gonna, advice. Move in silence. I feel like I kind of do that too. Mm -hmm. When I have special things that I'm gonna do, I'm always like, okay, I'm gonna do this tomorrow. Did mm -hmm. you know I'm gonna do this tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And then like the thing that I do that next day, it's not really like how I wanted it to be because <laughs> I just told everybody and I like, I, I gassed it up. And then like when it happens, I'm like, oh, well wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be because I was telling everybody that it was going to be this great big thing yeah. and then it really wasn't. So. And don't give that energy away. That excitement for me, that excitement you feel, you're either going to put it into what you're doing or you're going to put it into telling the people. But it's a, it's, it's a moment of when you're excited, that's the best time to dive into the thing instead of talking about it. I swear I have spent days talking about something. I could have been and done it now. By now, <laughs> I done told everybody what I'm about to finna do and I could have just done it. Yeah, you know, so just do just do it. Don't think about it. Don't don't talk about it. Don't brag about it. Just do it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Juno. It yeah, is truly been a pleasure so to talk much. to you. You are just amazing. And I am oh, so impressed. You. I don't know if I can even be saying this right now. I am so impressed. Seriously, you guys are just amazing. Are you still teaching guitar lessons online? Yes. So I actually run an online guitar school called Juno's Guitar Bootcamp. And we meet on Zoom once a week. And it's an amazing community. So a lot of people, you know, you're at home and if you have a guitar, and you want to take some lessons, email me at junosguitarbootcamp at gmail.com 
and it is so lit seriously it's an amazing community so join us um if you you know if you want to learn guitar but i pretty much have like 400 students that oh, i have wow. in 12 different countries That's and so crazy. i love it because my students from all around the world get to interact with each other so you won't just be learning guitar but you're making friends from all over the world and yeah. you never know you visit another country you're impacting people <laughs> over the world that's super cool yeah yeah definitely so how else can we get into contact with you what are all your social medias um so instagram i'm juno underscore the artist and i believe i'm there everywhere my website is the artist and um yeah hit me up i would love to hear from you how can we see your music? I am on all streaming platforms and um, my music video, Nobody Cares, is on my YouTube page. That's so exciting. We'll definitely have to check it out. Thank you again. Thank, Thank you. you. If you'd like to learn some more information about Love Girls Magazine, or maybe you even want to get involved, you can visit lovegirlsmagazine.com. And of course, we want to extend a huge thank you to WVIK for their partnership in making this podcast possible. And you, we want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning into another episode of Love Girls, the podcast, where every girl has a story and our stories matter.